What a Saturday. What a weekend in Ann Arbor. Clayton Safey here with the Wolverine.com. We're here to break down Michigan's 30 to 24 win over Ohio State, different aspects of the game, what it all means. We'll give you our five biggest takeaways. But before we do that, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like the video if you're excited about Michigan's third straight win over Ohio State. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button as well. We're going to have tons more content coming from not only this game, but also the rest of the way as Michigan prepares for the Big Ten Championship for the college football playoff, most likely as well. And leave us a comment under the video, too. If you're watching on YouTube, tell us what you were drinking after the game to celebrate. Tell us what you what kind of meal you had. I know food tastes better when you beat Ohio State from talking to different Michigan fans. What kind of cigar did you smoke? Let us know in the comments below. As always, as well, head to thewolverine.com. We got all of your content there as well. $1 gets you two months of premium access with us. So that's going to take you through potentially the national championship here. So you're going to want to take advantage. Promo code UM1. UM in the numeral one is for YouTube and podcast viewers and listeners only. So that's your exclusive promo code right there. So check us out at thewolverine.com. Let's get right into it. Takeaway number one. The old season's over, the old regular season's over, and it is Michigan again. Michigan. Three-peat over Ohio State, third straight win, back to Indianapolis, back to the steakhouses of Indy on Friday night, back to meeting up with friends and family on Saturday, Michigan fans all over the place invading, taking over Indianapolis. It's becoming routine at this point, but Michigan has further cemented that it has flipped this rivalry against Ohio State. And this was an important one. You win the two in a row in 2021 and 2022 in beatdown fashion both times. The one last year in Columbus, extremely impressive what they did, winning 45-23. to They outscore Ohio State 28-3 to in the second half. But this may be the most important of them all. This was perhaps the biggest regular season game in either program's history. This was everything on the line from an on-field standpoint. Winner goes to Indy. Winner goes to the college football playoff. Loser probably goes home based on the way the college football landscape at the top right now is looking. Things could obviously change for Ohio State, but you also have the off-field stuff. Sharon Moore is the interim head coach going against Ryan Day, trying to get his first win over Michigan since 2019. Jim Harbaugh is watching presumably at home, which is incredible to say uh, after everything that has gone on. And I'm sure he had a big smile on his face Saturday throughout the game at different points probably was a grit in his teeth at other points and then certainly a big smile and, and jubilation after the game as well. But you knew what Ohio State fans were going to say if Michigan lost this game. They would have tried to invalidate the prior two wins over the Buckeyes. But Michigan on the field in a tough, hard-fought game, close the entire way, momentum shifts back and forth, is able to come out on top. And those of us that, that understand really what has gone on in the full picture here, that doesn't validate the last two wins for us. Those were already stamped. I mean, those were were legitimate, obviously. But you know what the narrative was out there, and that is pretty much done unless there are people out there with more agendas. But Michigan wins three straight over Ohio State for the first time since 1995 to 1997. And just like the 90s, when Michigan was winning at that type of level, Michigan has the mental edge over Ohio State. You could just feel it in this game that no matter what happened, you kind of had an inkling that it was going to be Michigan that would rise to the occasion. Now, there are a lot of reasons for that. 
you know, just based on, I, I think Michigan's been the better team overall all season long. I know the last couple of weeks, I mean, you beat Penn State on the road, top 10 team, but then the Maryland game, everyone's talking about that in such, such an overblown narrative. Ohio State beats Minnesota by a lot. Michigan scrapes by against Maryland on the road. It's a whole new season when it's Michigan, Ohio State playing. So I, I, you know, I talked about it throughout the week, but thought that was kind of an overblown narrative anyway. And Michigan proved that it was no one cares how they won that Maryland game anymore. Ryan Day, I thought our um, our Andy Staples over at On Three wrote a great column after the game, but he's basically sitting there answering the same questions that Jim Harbaugh was in 2019 when he said, "I'll answer your questions, not your insults." When he was asked about a, a talent gap or a coaching gap, or hey why the hell can't you beat Ohio State? And I think they just didn't beat Ohio State at that point. Ohio State was an elite program. They're coming off the Urban Meyer years at that juncture. And, you know, he could beat Ohio State. He just hadn't yet. And now he has three times in a row. This is still his team this year. And that's kind of where Ohio State is at. You leave this game, and that's why we started with this takeaway, because you leave this game thinking about the big picture, thinking about the future, thinking about where your program's at. And Michigan fans feel very good about all those things at this point. couple stats from the last three games. Michigan 3-0, obviously, over Ohio State, but averaging 39 points per game to Ohio State's 24.7, averaging 235 rushing yards to Ohio State's 104.7, averaging 6.1 yards per rush to Ohio State's 3.6. And we'll talk a little bit later about the rushing battle and all of that. But let's move on to takeaway number two. And we have to talk about Sharon Moore. As much as this is Jim Harbaugh's team, there was a ton on Sharon Moore in this game. A ton of pressure, a big burden on his shoulder. And he did an unbelievable job coaching this team from the standpoint of they were locked in. They were focused. They were fired up. They were disciplined. But they also executed. They also had a great game plan, which obviously is, you know, the entire staff's doing. But they were also able to pull out offensively with Sharon Moore calling the plays, the right plays at the right time. Fourth downs, Michigan, three for three on fourth downs in the first half. You have a fourth down touchdown run from Blake Corum at the goal line. You have the uh, play action pass, quick out route to Colston Loveland, breaking tendency in a big moment there. That leads to a touchdown. Um you look at the way he called this game to keep his team and trust his offense on the field in the big downs. That was absolutely massive. Then you have a couple other wrinkles that they pull out as well. Donovan Edwards throws a pass. By the way, he's now three for three for 108 yards and a touchdown in his career as a passer. As he likes to say, he has the highest completion percentage in Michigan football history. And it's hard to argue with 100%, folks. It really is. Alex Orgy, they have that package coming out of the half. He runs for 20 yards on one run, and we hadn't seen him used in any significant portion of any game. He he didn't even make the travel roster for at least one game this year, I think until Davis Warren got hurt, and then they started traveling him as the fourth quarterback on this roster behind Jack Tuttle, behind Jaden Denegal, his classmate. But they bring that out. The tight end delay, they brought that out, at, I thought, at the right time to A.J. Barner. We'll talk more about that series in just a little bit. But the fact that his team was cool, calm, and composed, committed only three penalties. One of them was a phantom call, defensive holding on Mason Graham, and had no turnovers is a testament to the entire staff, what they did, stepping up. They talk about next man up when it comes to other players going down or not being available. 
They did it with the coaching staff, and Sharon Moore led the way on Saturday. Michigan undefeated under Jim Harbaugh when not turning the football over. Michigan did make the mistakes. Ohio State did. And you have to give the players credit, too, for making plays at the right moments as well. Ohio State had their fair share of big plays, timely plays. Michigan had more of them. Quinton Johnson makes a big hit. Mikey Sainer still makes a big hit. The whole defensive backfield steps up when Will Johnson goes down. Will Johnson started the game off and got the momentum for Michigan. It really was you know, a huge reason why they were able to build that 14-3 lead by getting the interception early on in the game. Leads to that Blake Corum touchdown run at the goal line. Jalen Harrell gets the pressure on the Rod Moore interception, which sealed the game. The Clayton, Ohio native goes and gets it for Michigan on the final play before the kneel down. J.J. McCarthy makes the big throw to Roman Wilson for the touchdown. Roman Wilson makes the catch. Yes, it was a catch. Watched it many times at this point. I don't understand the people making the argument against that one. But Donovan Edwards makes the throw. Colston Loveland catches the football. And what a day for Colston Loveland. Five catches for, I believe, 88 yards. Michigan kind of kept riding him throughout the game. But it was the big plays, the right plays at the right time. Ohio State made some of those, too. They, they had some big boy drives, including the one that they finished off with eight straight runs for a touchdown. But Michigan had more of them, and it felt like throughout the game, Michigan was a team that was going to make those. And somebody who remembers 2020, 2019, 18, all the years before that, when Michigan didn't make those plays, uh, not only against Ohio State, but in some other big games, it's crazy to believe that, that the program has gotten to this point. So I think Michigan fans cannot take that for granted whatsoever takeaway number three Ohio State got the momentum in the third quarter there but Michigan took it back and it goes back to kind of what we just talked about but you get that 12 play 75 yard drive by Ohio State finished with eight straight runs to tie the game at 17 to 17 then Michigan answers that with um, an incredible play um, that capped off an incredible drive Blake Corum We'll just read off the plays because they were all so memorable, and this really changed Michigan's fortunes in this game. Blake Corum, five-yard run. J.J. McCarthy hits Colston Loveland, 10-yard gain. Donovan Edwards runs for four yards. J.J. McCarthy scrambles for 15. That was a huge, huge play. Dives down at the 41-yard line. Blake Corum runs for one yard. Then Michigan goes with that tight end delay from McCarthy to A.J. Barner. On that play, an 18-yard gain, Zach Zinter goes down. And that was incredibly tough to watch. That scene um, and just watching the play in general and the fact that Carson Barnhart, as J.J. McCarthy described, was holding the, the his limp leg um, and, and uh, Zach Zinter apparently was screaming on the field. And you just felt it in that moment, the emotions from his teammates, the emotions from Zach, watching him and in, in incredible. I mean, on senior day, watching him get carted off the field and went to the hospital, had surgery last night. And it sounds like it went well. He'll be able to play football in the future, which is fantastic news and continue to pray for Zach Zinter after everything that happened yesterday. But the fact that Michigan was able to rally in this game with him going down, and they get the momentum. The next play, Blake Corum goes 22 yards, zips out to the left for the touchdown, throws up the 6-5, the celebration. The fact that he had the wherewithal to do that. And Michigan seemed to play for Zach after um, you know after that moment. And they talked about it. They were playing for Zach. They were playing for Jim Harbaugh. They were playing for Chris Partridge as Will Johnson uh, told Channel 7 after the game as well. You talk about the next man up. Michigan's able to get that done with Will Johnson going down. Mikey Sainer still moves to the outside. Jaden McBurrows comes into the slot corner position. Josh Wallace had more on his plate. The safeties had to do more. 
and help out on the back end, but also with the offensive line after Zinter goes down. Trente Jones comes in at right tackle. Carson Barnhart slides down to right guard, and really the run game you know, did nothing but ascend, and that was the mentality of this team. They had to finish the O-line in big games over the years. The last few especially has tried to put this game and all big games on their shoulders, and they were able to do that in this one. And speaking of that, Michigan was the tougher football team on Saturday. Ohio State, a lot has been made about how much tougher they got and more physical and this and that. Where's Lou Holtz? He scored you know, against 10 players at, at Notre Dame. Ryan Day goes on his embarrassing tirade after the game on NBC. They wanted to be tough. They were tough at different points. This is a very good Ohio State team, by the way. Fantastic players. Still a great coaching staff, as much as you know, people want to make fun of Ryan Day, which is fine and, and fair and part of the rivalry. I mean, Jim Harbaugh got you know all sorts of crap over the years early on in, in his tenure. So that's all fair game. And that's that's what makes this so fun is because, uh, you know, it's competition. The fan bases love it. Everybody's so into it on both sides. But that's still a great team over there. Michigan was just tougher. They sucked the life out of them with their 13-play 56-yard drive that chewed up seven minutes of possession or of time of possession. Ends with a field goal. You wanted to get the first down and third. Absolutely the right call by Sharon Moore and company to kick the field goal, put the pressure back on Ohio State, make them get a touchdown at the end instead of just tying the game with a field goal. And, you know, look, they made a couple plays even down there to get it down, but Rod Moore makes the interception. Michigan in the second half, 122 rushing yards. It was really tough sledding in the first half. I believe their longest run was five yards. They were having no success, and it felt like, frankly, there were a couple wasted plays running the football early on in that game, especially some of the ones to Donovan Edwards, but Ohio state makes their big boy drive. Michigan answers. Michigan completely took the momentum back and it it just felt like they were not going to lose that game at that point. Got to read the Roman Wilson quote was a little surprised that Mason Graham was a little surprised sitting next to him too, that he went on that, but he's a senior. I don't think he's going to be playing in this game or against anyone in college football again after this year. So he says, quote, I told the receivers this whole week, you guys got, you got guys who you want to put on the Louis V, the $1,000 outfit. You want to act hard, but when we were out there, they're not hard. I saw the film. You're not tough. I don't think I'm the toughest guy in the world, but I'm out there. I'm getting physical. I don't think they wanted it like how I wanted it. So he said, definitely not. Those are his words to the question, is Ohio State tougher than they were in the past? Pretty much says it all at that point. Takeaway number five, epic scene at the big house. An emotional day at the big house, senior day at the big house for Michigan fourth, fifth, and six-year players. Some of them can still come back. We got the article up at the Wolverine.com. Just search back a little bit because we've had a little, uh, quite a bit of content. But on Friday night, talking about how much eligibility each of those guys who got honored has left. But I want to talk about Blake Corum and his legacy as well. He said after the game, he praised that he left the legacy at Michigan, buddy, you don't have to pray for that. I mean, I love that, you know, his faith and how spiritual he is and, and all of that. I'm not saying that, but Blake Corum, you left the legacy at Michigan, a great one, a legendary one for the Wolverines. The fact that he's even still on this football team after the kind of season he had in 2022 is incredible. He wanted to come back not only to win on the field, but to help in the community, to be around, to lead this team, to be a captain, to lead the team again to 12-0. and 0. 
and he's done all of that. Blake Corum, 22 carries, 88 yards, two touchdowns. This is the first time being fully healthy in this game against Ohio State, and he completely answered the bell. It was his birthday as well. It's a pretty good birthday present for, for Blake that, that he helped to earn, by the way, beating Ohio State for the third straight year. But Blake Horm is going to go down as a legend. A lot of these seniors, a lot of the guys on this roster, a roster full of guys that haven't lost to Ohio State, just, just several of them have. Um, they will all go down as, as being some of the most favorite players that Michigan fans have had throughout the years. Enjoy it, Michigan fans. You deserve it. After everything that the last few weeks, this whole season has, you know, all the twists and turns, everything you've had to endure. Enjoy this win. We will see you in Indianapolis. Like the video, subscribe to our channel, leave a comment. How'd you celebrate on Saturday night? How are you going to celebrate in the days to come? And head to the Wolverine.com. UM1 is the promo code for $1 getting you two months.